0: Dealing with useful methods. Uh, I'm going to first read uh, Acts 4th chapter, uh, verse 13 to uh, 21. Those that have your Bibles, please feel free to open it up and turn to that part. For we will be spending some time there looking at my watch, maybe about the next 25 minutes if y'all say amen too long maybe 30 i got some 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 people with me <laughs> amen acts fourth chapter starting at verse 13 we'll begin the reading there those that have to say amen those that don't have to say hold on uh, hallelujah for God's word the word of God says now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men they marveled And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle have been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straight t- threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And when they call them and command them not to speak to all nor teach in the name of Jesus... But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how, how they might punish them because of the people for all the men glorify God for that which was done. I'm going to tag this text. I know there's a label already in there, but the Holy Spirit dealt with me last night and I changed it up. So basically, I'm, this tag is going to be standing on God's word. Standing. On God's word standing as in where I'm standing right now. People have great ministries, people have great churches, people have great outreach ministries. But the key thing is these outreach and these ministries, are they standing on the word of God? You see here, we have a lot of people have a lot of great ideas. I, I think we can go out on each corner and hold up picket signs. But when people come here, I won't tell them about Jesus. People need help. We want to help them physically, but we're not helping them spiritually. People are coming to the church broke and deprived. I'm not talking financially. I'm talking emotionally and spiritually. But we think we give them a bigger house. That's going to solve their problems. Well, I, I hope you finance your money. I won't tell you how you need to give to the Lord and how God will bless you and how you need to serve. And he'll give you more things, more than you think you need in his money. But I'll show you how to balance your checkbook and get a job. We have people serving, but yet you got to realize that it's not going to mean a thing without Jesus. See, in this text here, uh, you have Peter and John, and then it says there's a man that's standing with them. You notice there's no name for this man, but I want to help you out who this man is. If you need some assistance, you just go back a previous chapter in Acts third chapter, and Peter and John were on their way to the house of prayer. How often times are you on your way to the house of prayer? Or you have other things you gotta go to. I gotta be at the bridge club. I have to be my gambling party. I have to be with my bowling team. I gotta meet with my golfing team. I, I gotta meet with my fraternity brothers, my sorority sisters. But Peter and John were on their way to the house of friend and it happened to be this man who was crippled from birth. He's about forty years old now. He can't walk on his own, so people will carry him to the gate they call beautiful. Now, this, this had me. He, they took him to the, pra- the house of prayer, but he never went in. People were helping him, but were they not helping him with what he needed most. He was standing out asking for money. How do I know he was asking for money? Well, Peter and John was walking, and he, he, told, he told them that silver and gold I do not have. But in the name of Jesus Christ, get up. And walk. Now, I I want you to catch this. Peter did touch his hand, but it was in the name of Jesus Christ he did stand. (laughs) You see, it wasn't Peter, it was Jesus Christ. See, he was realizing it's the message, it's just not me. It's not the method, that's the method, but it's the message behind the method. I gotta stand on Jesus Christ. Tell somebody I'm standing on Jesus Christ. I'm I'm gonna calm down, I'm sorry. See, Peter and John realized that this man needed something. I don't have silver and gold to give him, but I do have something. I have Jesus Christ. And it has so much of Jesus Christ that when we read in our text in Acts 4th chapter, it said the council could tell they have been with Jesus. Can people tell you've been with Jesus? Can people tell you spend time with Jesus? I'm going to get real, real. Did you spend some time with Jesus today? I'm talking about before you stepped up in the house of prayer. They could tell they have been with Jesus. When you are in your ministries, when you're teaching, when you're studying, you should realize I want to be with Jesus. Not only do I want to be with him, but me being with him means I take him with me peter and john was having jesus all in their hearts so much so they saw this man and said look i wish i I could give something to them or i have something to give it's not silver and gold but in the name of jesus christ get up and walk now cast this cast this cast this when you want to do your ministry you got to realize you have to share the good news with others you have to share the good news with others Peter and John were sharing the good news. Now, I know we say the good news and we say the word gospel, which is good news, but sometimes we don't make clear what the good news is. Yes, we say Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, that's the good news. But let's break it down for those who may not understand. Not only Jesus Christ, but yet Jesus Christ, he that was man, that came down, but was fully God and fully man. Yes, he did live. Yes, he did die. But guess what? He got up. You see, we get so caught up, we forget he's not dead, he's alive. And so that's why Peter and John was able to say, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk, because he's alive. Yes, is. But is your ministry alive? Because Jesus is not in it, it's dead. But Peter and John was alive with the ministry of Jesus. And it was so much this, that they knew they had to share the gospel. But catch this, catch this, tell somebody, catch this. Even when you share the gospel, people will come against you. So don't don't get caught up about your ministry because you're sharing Jesus. Share Jesus. People will talk about you. Oh, it's not working, but I'm sharing Jesus. Peter and John were sharing Jesus and the council, the scholars, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were trying to stop them. Now, 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 they're trying to stop the ministry. Not because it wasn't productive, but they're trying to stop because they're talking about Jesus Christ. There's people that say, that's too offensive to say Jesus Christ. That's too offensive to say that I need to repent. That's two offenses for you to say I've done wrong in my life. Well, Peter and John said this. and You go back to the third chapter, he says this. The reason why we're talking about Jesus Christ, because he's the one you crucified. He's the one that rose again. He's the one that came for you to repent of your sins. John and Peter realized, I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't care how you're trying to stop me. I realize with God for me, who can't be against me? So I'm going to share this with your ministries. You, you as Zion, I'm going to talk about Zion. I know Zion pretty well. I'm going to talk about Zion. See, we have a lot of ministries, a lot of ministry leaders that pretty soon at the end of the year, you're going to be submitting your budget. But I'm going to let you know a little secret. If Jesus is not involved in your budget, you may not get a budget. Why is that? I want you to understand. It's not the budget that I'm looking at. I'm looking at where is Jesus in your ministry. If Jesus is not in your ministry, it's not going to make anybody get up and walk. Because why? The cripple, when he got up and walked. He ran into the church and shouted for joy. Have you ever been in a church and you just want to shout for joy because what Jesus did in your life, but yet he would not have shouted for joy if it wasn't for Peter and John? Guess what? You could be a Peter and a John. You could go to somebody and say, hey, I don't have any money, but in the name of Jesus, I can help you out. Where you need to go? I can help you out. You're moving into your house. I'll help you move into your house. You need me to tie your shoes? I'll tie your shoes. You want me to read you a book? I'll read you a book. There's so much you can do in showing the love of Jesus catch, catch this. Jesus Christ did the work Peter just gave out his hand just give out your hand but Jesus has the power so think about it. their ministry was being attacked not because of, of anything else but because Jesus was in it but since Jesus was in it it could not be denied catch this, catch this if your ministry seems as hitting rough edges Seeing that it's getting into rough spots, and you just don't think you can make it. Remember, if Jesus is still in it, who can come against you? Jesus was all up in it. I, I think y'all read along with me in Acts 4th chapter. You see here, they had to excuse themselves, the Sadducees, <laughs> because they had to talk to each other. Say, hey, uh, look, look at, at, at verses seventeen verse uh, 15. And 17 says, but when they had commanded them to go outside the council, they conferred among themselves. Why? Because they're trying to decide how they're going to solve this issue. Uh, uh, Well, 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 first of all, we can't stop them from talking because people are already talking. How are people already talking? They see the evidence of Jesus. The man got up and walked all over the place. So they said, look, 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 how can we stop this? People have already seen the evidence. Evidence! Now, cast this, cast this, cast this. Tell somebody, cast this. They could not say Jesus did not arise. Y'all quiet. Cast that historical fact. People try to say he did not rise again. They could not say, we can't tell him, stop, he is not a rise. They did not say that, did they? They said, how can we stop him from talking about it? You catch that? I think that's still going over their head, Pastor Whisker. They did not say that you're lying, you're lying. is not true. They said, how can we stop him from talking about it? People at your workplace can't tell you Christ is not real. Why? Because just like Peter and John, they said, I cannot stop from telling somebody what I have seen and what I have heard now now look at me right now I want you to understand you may be look well pastor got it all together but I want you to know don't hate me because of my glory till you know my story Peter had some problems in his life, huh? He denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times, my friend. But but when Jesus rose up again and he saw his Savior resurrected, he realized that I gotta live my life for Him. He died for me. He's forgiven me of my sins. So how dare I now tell a dying world about a living Savior? You see, he stood up on authority, realizing powers and principalities. Even my friends even my cause will come against me but with Jesus for me who can be against me you catch that? see Peter look I I like how he got excited so they come back to him look at verse 17 but they spread no further among the people let us straightly threaten them (laughs) that they speak henceforth to no man in this name And, and they call them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. You may go to some workplace, they say, Don't say that name Jesus, but they'll curse out your mom and your daddy, but you better not say Jesus. You go to school, they tell you don't pray in here, but they'll tell you say everything else, but they say, Don't say that name Jesus. You have, you have even teachers in the workplace that can get possibly fired for talking about Jesus, but I want you to understand with Jesus for you. But Peter and John answered, And said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God. Judge ye. I'ma stop right there. I want you to understand that there's one judge. And who's that judge? That judge is God. Man will come against you and judge your ministry. But God will too judge your ministry. And he's gonna judge is Jesus involved in your ministry. Did you go out to the poor and to the lame? Did you give out in my name? Or were you concerned about surrounding yourself and building yourself just to make yourself look good or were you concerned about lifting up Jesus because every name above all names is Jesus every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess in Jesus because God gave him the name not a name but the name the name above all names and so therefore no matter where I go I have to teach in the name of Jesus and I can see Peter getting kind of excited all of a sudden he says For we cannot But speak the things which we have seen and heard. What did Peter see? He saw the dead arise. He saw the blind see. He saw the lame no walk. But most of all, most of all, he saw Jesus. He saw Jesus. He saw him hung high and stressed wide. They pissed him in his hands. They pissed him in his feet. They put crowns in his storm. Blood was trickling down. But he saw Jesus say, Father, forgive them for they No, not what they do. Uh, He saw Jesus come down off the cross, uh, dead in his body, buried him in a new man's tomb, uh, a rich man's tomb. But early, I said early, y'all understand early, tell somebody early, early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands and, and Peter and Peter saw a resurrected Christ. He said, Lord, I thought you were dead, but now you are alive. So for you, I will live for you. I will run. I will put Jesus in everything that I do. Cause why on Christ, the solid rock, I sent all over the ground. I dare not taste the sweetest frame, but on Jesus Christ, his precious name. There's power in the name of Jesus. Let us never ever forget that it's all about Jesus. In every method, in every ministry, in everything that we do, if Jesus is not involved in it, then we need to rethink it. How can we show the love of Christ? How can we tell someone who does not know Christ how to meet Christ? How, how, how can I continue to stand in the name? Wow, people will come against me, but yet they could not get them. You see that? They had no cause against them. Why? Because the truth. I'm glad that Jesus said, who the son says free is free indeed. They will come against you. They will push against you. But yet with God for you. Who can be against you? I'm glad Ephesians 6 and 10 says, put on the whole arm of God. And all you need to do is just stand. Just stand on Christ. So when you stand for him, God will fight your battles. God will increase your ministry. God will increase your life. But you have to be willing to stand on his word. In opposition. In time of depression time of oppression you need to talk about jesus because jesus can lift you up jesus can push you forward jesus can open doors that no man can shut and he can shut doors that no man can open jesus can fix your bank account and yes it may stay zero but food's still coming at your door yes it may be negative but you still got a roof over your head yes you may be negative but food is in your refrigerator i'm telling you jesus can make a way but it's in the name of jesus I'm trying to stop. So I want you to thank this now for your ministry. Think how Jesus impacted your life. Because if he's touched yours, there's probably somebody else you know that's going through something similar to what you're going through. And they don't need a car. They don't need some gold and no silver. They just need to hear about Jesus. And you can go tell them what you have seen and what you have heard. And maybe one day you might see them get up. And shout because they have been redeemed by Jesus. I, I, I just want to close with this. Jesus is instantaneously. Peter reached out his hand to a lame man. And it said a lame man got up and walked. But I want you to understand. They didn't say he just got up and walked. said he jumped up. And not that he just only jumped up. He ran through the beautiful gates into the house and telling everybody what God has done for him. Now we know people have gone through surgery, how they have to go through physical therapy, how they have to be exercised and build, build up their muscles. This man's been crippled since birth. Since birth. But yet Jesus gave him the strength of a man of 40 years old at one touch, all in the power of the name of Jesus. In our ministries, we, we should never forget the power In the name of Jesus, let us not dilute it, let us not negate it, but let us realize there's power in that name. There's power in the name. Jesus, every head bowed, every eyes closed. If you believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins and rose again on the third day, you shall be saved. And if you pray this prayer, we look forward from hearing from you. Please leave us a comment, or you can email us, and we'll be happy to follow up with you and disciple you. May the Lord Jesus bless you real good.